what's up you guys it's chelsea xx and i'm finally back with another l word gen q season 2 review sorry it took so long but i am back let's jump right into it Before we get into this podcast, I just want to give a big thank you to all the listeners out there that listen to my podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It doesn't matter which platform you listen to, you clicked on it and you listened to it, and I thank you for that. And since you're listening to this podcast, then I'm sure that you're an L Word fan, and if so, then that means we're part of the same tribe. So to my L Word family out there, what's up, you guys? What's going on? I just wanted to give you guys a big thanks, and... um. Just to stay tuned. We're going to be doing some more reviews. I'm, I got a bunch of shows that I'm watching now that I'm thinking about reviewing. So stay tuned for that. And, you know, let me know what kind of shows you guys are watching and if, if you would like to hear me review it. But so that's all I wanted to say, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get back to regular program. All right, you guys, this is episode three, and the title of this episode is Luck Be a Lady. And I got to say, it was a little disappointed because I know we're supposed to be getting Rachel Shelley. That's been. One of the biggest stories is that Rachel Shelley is supposed to return this season. So I thought out of all the episodes that Luck Be A Lady would be one of the episodes because this title is also the title of an episode in season four. I'm not sure which episode it is, but it's a title of that episode and she was heavily used in that episode. I think it was like when they went to the casino and she was playing poker and winning all of the money from all the dudes. So I was really disappointed. I was like, where Helena at? Where is she? But, eh, I, we're going to get her soon, hopefully. Hopefully, I do not have to wait too long to see Miss Rachel Shelley reprise her role as Helena freaking Peabody. I'm ready to see that. I'm so, so ready to see that. But anyways, we start off the episode with Angie. So you guys know that Angie did the genealogy test anyway. I think it was episode, what, episode one? She She was telling Tina and Beth that she wanted to do it. Tina and Bet were not having it. They were like, no, don't do the genealogy test. But Angie is still a teenager, and we know teenagers sometimes rebel against their parents, and she did it anyway. So she's getting the results back. She's running up to her room. She's checking her email. And when she reads the results, she sees that she has a message, and the message says that she has a sister. And the sister reached out to her, and the sister wants to meet. So now she's all in a panic and frantic because, one, she found out she has a sister out there in the world. She probably wasn't expecting that. So now she knows she has a sister, and the sister wants to meet. So now she's freaking out, and she's running to tell Jordy. She tells Jordy, and Jordy's like, well, you got to meet her. And, you know, Angie's kind of telling her, well, I want to meet her, but I ain't told my parents yet. <laughs> I haven't told Mama B or Mama T, and we already know how Bet's going to feel about that because Bet was totally against it. So now she's met with the problem of, ooh, how do I, how do I tell that, you know, how she's going to tell her mother, so she tells Jordy, and Jordy's like, hey, if you want, I'll go with you, and, you know, Angie's kind of like, oh, you'll go with me, that's, that's what's up, that's cool, so they have the intentions of going together to meet the sister, later on, we get Sophie and Finley, and from last episode, you guys remember, Finley was going to leave, but Sophie told her to stay, which I don't know why she did that. It was so dumb, but whatever. So this episode, we get Sophie and Finley, and they're actually getting along. They're laughing and joking about 
freaking pooping their pants. And y'all know Finley. Finley's just goofy and crazy. She's talking about she poops her pants all the time. And I'm just like, the heck are you guys talking about pooping your pants for, bro? Like, why? Why is that a conversation that we're having right now? But they get done laughing and joking. And Finley wants to talk about, you know, the big elephant in the room. Like, will you ever forgive me? Things like that. And I'm kind of like, it's kind of like she's already forgiving you because she's letting you stay and y'all are joking. But Sophie has the nerve to say, no, it's too soon to talk. Like, you guys are just joking. One, you let this chick move back in. You told her not to leave. And y'all are just joking and laughing like everything's okay. But it's too soon to talk about everything that's happened. Okay, Sophie. Sophie's not really my favorite person right now. I was rooting for her last episode because she, she pulled at my heartstrings when she was crying and breaking down after Danny told her, like, I won't be able to trust you anymore. But this episode, I'm kind of like, wow. So you let Finley stay, and she wants to talk, and now you're just like, mm, too soon. And you brush it off? Like, girl, no. But we'll just leave that there for now. After that, we get Nat and Alice. Last episode, Nat told Alice that she was she was polyamorous and that she wanted to explore that more. It looked like they weren't going to do it, like Alice was totally against it. But this episode, we see that Alice is more open to it. And she's even let Nat go on dates with the young lady that she met at the wedding. I, I don't forgot her name. I think it's Marissa. I'm pretty sure it's Marissa, but I might be wrong. So don't take my word for that. But I'm, I, I think it's Marissa, though. So Nat and Marissa is an item now. That's like her little side chick that she goes and visits every once in a while. Alice is not really here for it, but she loves Nat, so she lets her do it. So Nat comes home after having a night out with Marissa, and she's kind of making small talk. And Alice is kind of like, why are we making small talk? And Nat tells her, well, it's kind of awkward because I slept with somebody else last night, and now I'm coming home, and it's just awkward. I'm not used to it, which I really don't know why it's awkward because she was sleeping with Gigi. Like, they had a whole throuple last season, so I'm kind of confused on that. But you guys know how, where I stand on this. I kind of want them to be over and I want Tasha to come back. Because I'm not really feeling this. I'm not really feeling this relationship. But Nat tells her it's weird, it's awkward. And she doesn't really know how to act coming back home after having slept with someone else. And Alice kind of tells her, like, you're kind of making it weird. Just giving me weird small talk. And Nat goes to kiss her. She tells her she's missed, she's missed her. I'm kind of like, if you missed her, you would have been at home with her, but okay. <laughs> so she goes in for a kiss, and Alice is kind of like, um, wait, did you shower? And I'm kind of like, oh, snap. Like, this is real. <laughs> and Nat's kind of like, yeah. And Alice asks her to take another shower, because one, she ain't trying to get freaky with you and you done been with somebody else. That is a little off-putting, but I would have been, I would have did the same thing. I would have been like, nah. I'm gonna need you to take another shower because I don't know. First off, I wouldn't have been in that situation because I'm like, no, I'm not into the polyamorous or the throuple situation, not at all. Like, you're either with me or you're not. So, that's just all wrong there. So, Alice goes to work and she meets up with Tom, the book editor. And you can tell that she's kind of off her game because she's not really here for the Nat situation with Nat being with anybody else but her. Because last season, I'm very confused on this anyway. Because last season, Nat told her that she only wanted to be with her. So I'm um, I'm just very confused. Anyways, Tom's asking her what's going on and he kind and Alice kinda tells him like we're back into the polyamorous situation. 
Nat has someone that she talks to besides me. And Tom's kind of like, what? And that's okay with you? Like, I would be, I wouldn't be okay with that because I'd be thinking they're out doing this, they're out doing that. And he's just naming off all these things. And Alice is just sitting there thinking about it and it's making her feel worse and worse. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And he sees that and he's kind of just like, ooh, sorry, did I make you feel bad? I'm sorry. And she's like, you know what? I'm not really up for this. Can we have this discussion later? Because they're still trying to edit the book and get it together. And he's like, okay, let me make it up to you. Can we go out to dinner for drinks tonight or something like that? And Alice is kind of like, no, she's over it. She doesn't want to talk. But then she thinks to herself, because Natick texted her earlier and asked if she could go back out with Marissa. And, you know, she told her she could. And so Alice is kind of like, after saying no, she didn't want to, she kind of thinks and like, hmm, you can see the wheels start turning. She's like, yeah, we can go out. So she wants to go out to the same place that they're going, that Nat and Marissa is going. So she can just see how their vibe is together and how they act towards each other. So we'll get back to that later. We'll see how that pans out. And oh boy, <laughs> does it pan out? Does it pan out? So from there, we get Gigi and Bet. You see them walking into a place and they're lovey-dovey. And this episode had me kind of like torn. You guys, it had me torn between Gigi and Bet and Gigi and Danny. But we'll get to that a little later. So we see Gigi and Bet walk into this condo condominium building, looks like. And we find out that Gigi is a realtor. So they're going to show Danny and Danny's father uh, um, a condo that she might get because, you know, she's moving out. So her and Sophie are over for the time being. So Bet gets a phone call. She has to go into work. So that leaves Gigi to show the house or the condo herself to Danny and Danny's father. They get up to the condo, and the condo is beautiful. It's huge. And Danny's kind of telling her father, like, hmm, this is pretty big for one person. Are you sure that you want to buy this for me? And Danny's father, he's acting real nice, y'all, but, like, super nice. And we all know Daddy Warbucks was evil as hell last season. He was just so freaking mean, and now he's being nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daddy Warbucks. Okay. We see you buying all these things and acting nice this season. I wonder why. I wonder why. So, you know, he's like, no, this is this is big enough for you. It's fine. If you want it, we're going to get it. And Gigi's seeing how Danny and Danny's father are talking, and she's kind of like, yeah, my father is the same way. And then she starts telling them about her family. And Danny's father is kind of like, oh, well, where, where's your people from? And Gigi tells them, you know, I run. So after Gigi tells them that, we find out that Danny's mother is from Iran and the father is from Chile. So we see them getting along and they speak Farsis and they're just all, you know, just getting along. And we see that they have a lot in common when it comes to culture. So they're just the vibing and I'm kind of like, oh, the father is being nice and getting along with Gigi. Gigi's getting along with the father. Gigi's getting along with Danny. Danny's getting along with Gigi. And I'm kind of like, oh, bet. What the hell did you just do? Why did you leave? Because now we get a little bit of a dynamic between Gigi and Danny that we kind of knew we were going to get before the trailer and the previews, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. Like, I was like, oh, okay, we might see them get together, but. Seeing the chemistry and the vibe, I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking it. So from there, Gigi is kind of like, do you want to drop the papers? 
Danny kind of looks like a really uneasy about it. She doesn't know yet. But the father is like, yeah, drop the papers. We can do it. We can, you know, if she, we're going to get it for her and things like that. And Gigi kind of tells Danny like, hey, I'll do whatever you want me to do. If you don't want to sign yet, then we won't. We'll keep looking. But Danny's kind of like, no, drop the papers. This is what we're going to do. So they go back to the mansion, Danny and her father does, to the big Warbucks mansion. And, you know, they're signing papers, you know, to sign off for the condo. And Danny's father, like, slips some other papers in there. And before he slips the papers in there, he's kind of, like, talking to Gigi, not Gigi, he's talking to Danny about how, you know, like, I liked her. I liked your friend. What was her name again? And Danny was kind of like, yeah, Gigi. And he was like, I always thought you would be with somebody like that. I always imagined you being with someone like her. And, you know, Danny's kind of like, well, someone Persian? And he was like, no, just someone adventurous. And I'm kind of like, is Sophie not? He did not like Sophie for a bunch of reasons, but I don't, I wouldn't say she's not adventurous, but okay. She's very adventurous since what she did, but okay. But he was kind of like, no, you know, just someone kind of like your mother. And, they're, you know, they're reminiscing about the mother. And then he slides in some paperwork, you guys. And it's like the power of attorney. He's signing everything over to Danny. And then there's there's a DNR in there as well, which DNR, I think, is a do not resuscitate. So she's thinking that the father is sick. And I'm kind of like, no, 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 no. Daddy Warbucks ain't sick. Daddy Warbucks done got himself into some shit, is what I'm thinking. He's done got deep, deep, knee-deep, probably deeper than that, into some shit. And we are going to find out soon what that is. I'm kind of like, he was being too nice. Too nice. Too nice to be sick. Something else is going on with Daddy Warbucks. So, we're going to keep an eye on that. So, I'm pretty sure she signed the papers. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. We really didn't see her sign those papers. She was just kind of looking like... Why are you giving me all this? She asked him what was wrong, and he kind of, like, smirks and doesn't say anything. But I'm pretty sure soon we'll figure out what's that all about. Because I'm kind of thinking. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, Daddy ain't sick. But Dad, he, he might be sick, but not that type of illness. Something's going on with Daddy Warbucks that I hopefully we'll find out soon. So from there, we get Micah and Maribel. I like their friendship. I really do. I like their little dynamic. Um, Maribel comes with Micah to his new job interview. Well, I think he's got the job. It's just his first day on the job. And he's going to be working with Nat at the, I think it's the LGBTQ Center. I think that's what it is. So, yeah, it's the LGBTQ Center. That's where Nat works, and he's got a job there. He's going to be one of the counselors. So he's nervous, and Maribel's kind of telling him, like, hey, you you got this. Like, don't be nervous. And she's cracking jokes. I really love Maribel. I hope they bring her back next season as, like, just a regular. I don't want any guest stars. I want her on as a regular because she is super funny. I love her personality. And she's just, like, telling them to, you know, calm down. Everything will be all right. Your shirt looks fine. You've asked me a million times. Everybody's talking about the shirt. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody likes it. He's talking about it. They're talking about it. And he's kind of just laughing off as he goes in, and she's laughing. And, you know, she's just being a supportive friend. So he goes to talk to Nat, and, you know, he's telling her that, you know, this is a dream job. I've always wanted to do this. And she, she's kind of, like, pawning him off as just, the like, the trans counselor to deal with all the transgender 
clients that they have coming in and he's kind of you can see him kind of get disappointed at that moment because he's like well just because I'm trans doesn't mean that I have to just work with trans patients I can work with everybody I can cancel anybody just not trans like don't put me in a box is what he's thinking he doesn't say this but that's what he's thinking so later on after you know Nat shows him around and he gets comfortable after work he goes back home and he gets him I think it's Micah Finley and Maribel they're all sitting around eating vegan pizza that pizza looked hecka nasty but that's neither here or there I was like what kind of pizza is that it looked like play-doh pizza it was so small but whatever they're talking and they can see he's a little bit down and Maribel's like what's wrong and he tells them like Nat kind of put me in a box like she's just gonna give me trance patience like I can talk and counsel anybody why does it just have to be trans why does that have to be you know the first thing that we go in any door just because I'm trans it'll always be trans this trans that and I'm with him like he doesn't have to just have trans clients his clientele can be you know any patient it doesn't have to just be trans people because that's just only one that's one part of his life it's not everything he, he can talk to he can counsel about anything so I understand where he was coming from when it came to that but Maribel was kind of like gee that's your only problem like if you have a problem with it just speak up baby just speak your mind and let them know just let them know what's going on I'm pretty sure out of all the things that's not the worst thing in the world and she's cracking jokes and she tells them the story about wanting the pony and not getting it when she was a kid or something like that so basically the moral of the story just ask for what you want and you shall receive so he goes back in and he talks to Nat about it and tells her like hey just you know I can have like a diverse clientele list like please can we diversify it because just because I'm trans doesn't mean I can't help anybody else and Nat's kind of like oh oh my gosh I feel old and I'm like oh it doesn't have anything to do about it <laughs> like it doesn't take anybody just to see like that just because you have a trans person that they can't talk about other things other than trans things I'm kind of like come on Nat just come on whatever so she says she's going to diversify his clientele list she does he gets what he wants by speaking up so he took Mirabelle's advice and he wants to pay her back for it so he takes her and I freaking loved this I kind of like I'm thinking they're gonna put them together as a couple and I would not mind it because I like them together so Micah takes Maribel to to a horse stable and they like ride horses and she's kind of all excited and shocked that he did that for her and they just have a good time and he's kind of like yeah we have to do this more often and she's like yeah let's do this more often and I'm kind of like yeah y'all do that more often because I'm here for it <laughs> I'm really here for it so we get Shane and Tess and they're setting up they're actually they had the dry run of the poker games last episode this episode is the real deal they're actually gonna have a poker night where they invite some people to come and play so I was kind of thinking that we were gonna get Rachel Shelley to come back as Helena and she was gonna play a game but no not yet I'm pretty sure they're gonna bring her back and she's gonna play some poker because if they don't then they missed out on the opportunity to like do a callback from the original series so if they bring her back and she doesn't play a round of poker I'm gonna be like writers what are you doing don't miss out on that opportunity so anyway they're getting ready for the game and they're just setting up stuff they're getting ready and the game comes that night and we see everything is going well you know Tess is I think she's like serving drinks I think or something like that but she goes to the back 
and we see the camera pan on this guy they keep panning on him and he's kind of looking at Tess and then he'll look back at his cards and go back to playing and when she goes to the back he gets up from the table and he walks off and Shane sees this instead of Shane getting up and seeing what's going on Shane keeps playing and I'm kind of like you don't know this man and this man goes to the back where one of your employees just went and you're still just focused on the game I would have got up and seen what was going on so after a while the man comes back and sit down and Tess comes from the back and she does not look okay so at that point Shane sees that and then Shane goes and asks Tess you know is everything okay and you know she's just playing it all she's like yeah everything's fine and Shane's like are you lying to me She's like, no, everything's fine. I'm not lying. And she goes off. I'm like, Shane, you know she's lying, but whatever. We'll get back to that later. Later on after the game, she asks her again, and Tess tells her what happened. And what happened is this dude sexually harassed her. Nothing happened happened, but he was groping her and stuff like that. So since he did that, she did what's called a rake or a rake. I don't really play poker, so I'm not really familiar with it. But I think she took money from his winnings. I think I think that's basically what she was saying. I might be wrong, so forgive me on that because I do not play poker and know all the rules or the regulations of what's supposed to go on and what's not. But I think she took some of his earnings. I don't really know how that works, but I think that's what she did. So she was telling Shane that because Shane was ready to look up his address and go beat him up. And I was kind of like, we should have did that in the first place. You knew dang well that man had no business going to the back. But instead of that, you just sat there and played poker. So shut up, Shane. Shut up. I was mad at her for doing it. I was like, get up and go see what's going on, girl. Forget the poker game. She was just too busy worrying about winning, which she did. She won the game. So after Tess tells her that she took a rate or she took some of the money, you know, Shane still wants to go beat him up. She's kind of playing it off because she sees, you know, Tess kind of like, no, don't go do that. So she's like, hmm, well, I just wish you would have took more then. Since, you know, she doesn't want him, she doesn't want Shane to go to the extreme of beating somebody up. So after that, we get Gigi and Bet are on a date. Bet takes Gigi to an art museum and they're just looking at art. And Gigi asks what all of us want to ask who are not, who are not art buffs. She asks, well, this might sound ignorant, but how do you know if it's good? And we all know Bet is like an art buff. She's... It's art or everything for Bet. So I was kind of like, ah, why did she ask that? Because now Bet's kind of probably like, Ugh, this is a turn off. This girl don't know nothing about art. What? Because we know how Bet feels about art. But she, she plays it cool. Bet tells her, no, that's not ignorant. Let me tell you how, you know, if it's good. If it moves you, then it's good. If it makes you think things, it's good. She's just going down a list of things that'll help you know if art is good or not. And I was kind of like, okay, Bet, I feel you. I feel you. So, you know, Gigi is, just has googly eyes for Bet, and she's kind of like, well, you move me, and things like this. And Bet's kind of like, ooh, I'm trying to look at art, girl. Get out of my way. She doesn't say that, but you can see it all over her face. And at this point, I started getting upset with Bet. I'm like, girl, do not push Gigi away. I'm freaking rooting for you two. Do not push her away. We got that amazing freaking love scene between you guys, and I want to see more. So stop tripping, Bet. Stop tripping, please. So she tells her, you know, to go knock herself out and go get her some wine. And while Gigi goes to get wine, Bet walks in on this art piece. And it's like flickering lights and things like that. And for the guys, for you guys who've seen it already, like, I really thought it was the video 
y'all got you guys remember from the original series when Jody did that video art piece about bet i really thought it was that and i was about to be like oh heck what the heck is going on but it was not it was a art piece from pippa pascal we will meet her next episode pippa pascal is an artist who disappeared for a while and now she's come back and this is her first piece back and you can just see it moves bet it moves her so that she's laughing and crying all at the same time if you turned on the TV and saw this scene and didn't know anything about the L word, you would have thought you turned on the TV and was watching a freaking TV show or a movie about a psychopath. Because that's what it looked like. I was like, man, what is wrong with you, girl? Like, the way she was crying and laughing, I really thought it was the video art piece that Jody made. And I was about to be like, what? But no, it's just some art that a woman named Pippa Pascal made or an artist named Pippa Pascal made and and Gigi walks in and she's looking at her laughing and crying she's like are you okay and that's when she bet tells her like no this is this has to be from Pippa like she's this amazing artist and and she's just telling her how the piece is moving her and how like we haven't seen work from Pippa Pascal in forever and now she's back and as they're leaving the gallery bet is just like a kid in the candy store or a kid who's just left like some grand freaking show or something like that she's just raving about the art piece and how oh my gosh I can't believe Pippa was this and Pippa was that she was so amazing and she broke down the art world and then disappeared and Gigi was like well until now she's back and that like just screams until now and hugs her and just jumping and skipping and Gigi's just like let's go back you want to go back let's just go and Vet's like, yes, let's go back. And she's running back to the gallery. She's just freaking over the moon about Pippa Pascal being back in the art world. So they go back and they have a good time with that. Later on, we see, I think probably the next day or two, Bet goes home and she sees Angie. And Angie's looking at old photos, you know, of her as a child. Because she's getting ready to go meet um, her sister, her half-sister. And she has to tell Bet. Bet's going to find out one way or another, so... Bet comes in and, you know, Angie just tells her, like, straight up, I did the genealogy test. I know you told me not to, but I did, and I have a sister. And Bet's just going off, telling her, we told you not to do that. You don't have a sister. You know, you don't have a sister, none of this. It can be a stranger, a pedophile. It can be anybody over the Internet. And she's telling her, no, I'm going to meet her. And Bet's going wild, telling her, no, you're not going to meet her. Angie runs off to her room. Gigi's at the door. Gigi comes in, and she sees that something is wrong with Bet, and Bet's kind of telling her, right now is not a good time. Angie just did a genealogy test. She found out she has a sister, and we told her not to do it until she was 18 because we told the donor, we gave the donor our word that he would be anonymous until she was 18, which I'm really, I'm very confused on that as well. I'm like, just because she wants to know about the donor doesn't mean she wants to go meet the donor. But looking from the previews, she kind of does. So maybe I'm wrong on that one. So she's going off on that. She's really going off on it because she's insecure in the fact that, one, she didn't carry Angie. So she, now she's thinking if she meets the other half of her, then maybe that makes Bet less. But we know that's not true. We we already know Angie loves Bet and things like that. But you know how Bet is. Bet's just 
over the top dramatic sometimes, but we freaking love Bette Porter anyway. We love her anyway, but she has some flaws. And Gigi's trying to calm her down and tell her, like, I'm the same way. I didn't carry my kids, but me and Nat are open with our kids about the donor. And sometimes it makes me feel like my kids aren't mine. And Bette's kind of, you know, playing it off. No, I don't think that you're projecting, you're projecting your things on me and stuff like that. And Angie hears them down there talking, and she's kind of like, who, who are you talking to? And Gigi's about to say Gigi, but Beck cuts her off and says, nobody. And you can see it kind of hurt Gigi, and Gigi's like, uh, wow. Because when she introduced Danny to Gigi and Danny's father, she told them that Gigi was her girlfriend. And you can see that kind of, you know, made Gigi look like, wow, I'm your girlfriend now. So thinking back from that, she's like, so yesterday I was your girlfriend, but right now I'm nobody. And Bet's trying to tell her she didn't mean it that way, but that's how it came off. And Bet is kind of like, look, I don't have time to deconstruct your feelings. Gigi's kind of like, I ain't never asked you to do that. I never asked you to deconstruct my feelings. And she leaves. So that kind of puts like a wedge between them. And I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, Bet, please do not push her away or do because what we get to next is something that I think I want to see some more of, but then again, I don't know. I know a lot of you guys want to see Beck and Danny, but I don't want to see that. So I'm cool with this little Gigi and Danny thing that we're about to get into. So Danny goes to, I guess, pick up her keys for her new condominium, and she goes to see Gigi, and she walks into Gigi's office and kind of like, wow, this is a nice office. And to get straight down to it, <laughs> Gigi's kind of like, you want to go out? Let me take you out for a night on the town because you look like you need it. So she agrees, and she throws away her old keys. Gigi gives her a new ones, and they go out to dinner. While they're going out to dinner, they're just getting along so good. You can see the chemistry. They're, it's a little bit of a vibe. So they're, you know, chit-chatting about their families. We see Danny open up, basically. She opens up more to Gigi in this one damn scene than she ever did in first season to Sophie. And that led Sophie to do some things that Sophie shouldn't have done, but she did anyway. So Danny's not to be like, oh, she doesn't have any other blame. She does. She opened up more in this one scene than she did to Sophie. I saw that and I was like, okay, girl, but whatever. I'm kind of fucking with this more than Sophie and Danny anyway right now. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm cool with it for now. So they're chit-chatting and talking and vibing and having a good time. And she's telling... Danny about her family and how she's lucky to have her father. And Danny's kind of like, mm, I don't know. I think my father might be sick. And she tells her about all the paperwork that, you know, Danny's father made her sign. And she's probably like, well, no, he's probably not sick. Don't think that. And she's kind of like, well, no, he's being like super nice. He, he didn't like my ex at all. And he's being like super nice. He's not rubbing it in my face, which I'm surprised too, because I really thought, he was going to be like, I told you so. <laughs> but he didn't. He's being super nice because Daddy Warbucks, like I said, done got himself into some sticky situations, which hopefully we will find out about next episode. So as they're chit-chatting and talking, some dude walks up and is trying to hit on Gigi. And Gigi's kind of like, no, we're both lesbians. And they're talking in Persian or, or Farsi's, I think, again. And as they're talking, you know, she tells him, like, this is a date. He asks, is this a date? And she says it's a date, you know, to get rid of the dude. And he has the nerve to say, can I join? <laughs> and Gigi cusses him out and things like that, and he leaves. And she tells him, like, you know, I'm sorry. I had to, I know this isn't a date, but I just told him that to get rid of him. 
and we see, you know, Dan, we see them like vibing and to like divert from the vibe, Danny throws it off and, and, and you know, tells her like, I'm so excited about that bet found, you know, a good person. And I'm kind of like, hmm, hmm, I don't know you guys. You know, I'm really, I'm really happy for young Bette. She is an amazing woman, and I am glad that she found someone who's kind and funny and just... Sorry, did I say something wrong? No, 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 it's just, I'm just not sure it's gonna work out with us. So after that, I'm just like, wow, Bette, see what you did? You done pushed Gigi away. And I'm not really sure how long that relationship is going to last anyway. Because I'm pretty sure Beth's going to find her way back to Tina or someone else. But I was just kind of like, wow. I kind of didn't mind seeing Beth and Gigi for a while. But at this point, after seeing the chemistry between Gigi and Danny, like, <laughs> is it wrong for me to kind of want Gigi to two-time both of them and still talk to Beth and while she's talking to Danny too? I kind of want her to go back and forth. But at the same time, would Danny be okay with that? Because we know Danny respects the heck out of Bet one. And two, she admitted to having a crush on Bet in episode one of this season. So would she do that knowing that Gigi and Bet is a thing right now? I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I don't mind either way. I kind of want to see where that goes. I'm interested now. I wasn't really interested when I seen the previews, but I am very interested now when I see, like, from seeing their chemistry together, I'm really interested now to see how this plays out. So later on, we see that Bette has came around to the idea of Angie meeting her sister. So she brings she brings Shane and Alice for support because I imagine this is hard for her, letting her baby venture out and meeting the other half of her, which is hard. We really don't get to see too much of the meeting. We just see Angie going in and introducing herself to the sister. And I think the sister's name is Kayla. So that's really all we get from there. And that's kind of it. We see, you know... <laughs> Bet's outside and she's kind of like do you think they look alike and they kind of do favor each other and Alice and Shannon's like yeah I think they do so you see her kind of being a little grateful that she came around to the idea of the meeting and then she's coming around to the idea like gosh I kind of was an a-hole to Gigi and everybody's kind of like yeah yeah and then Alice is you know she's talking more about her little situation with Nat and Beth and Shane are kind of looking at her and Beth's kind of like, yeah, you need to cut that off. And Alice is like, I'm not really sure if I can, but, oh, which is, I feel so bad for Alice because later on we see Alice go out to dinner with Tom like they said they were going to do. And Tom is trying to talk to her and make conversation, but <laughs> they got like a table close to the kitchen and how it's facing Alice can see Nat and Marissa because Nat and Marissa are out together. They have no clue that Alice is at the same restaurant. So Alice is kind of just like, you know, peeping in on them and seeing just how they react to each other and see what their vibe is like. And their vibe and they're like touching hands and being just all touchy-feely. And I'm kind of like, yeah, girl, Alice, leave this relationship, please. So Tom's trying to talk to her, but she's not really listening. She's like just zoning out about to go into a panic attack. She runs out the back of the restaurant in just straight up Alice fashion, just runs into the kitchen and out the back. Tom's running out after her and she lets Tom know that like, we're at the same restaurant as Nat and them. I set this thing up so I can see, I just needed to see it for myself. And now that I see it, I really think that it's over. 
and I felt so bad for her. Alice goes home, and she tells Nat that she can't do it, and Nat's trying to tell her to stay, talking about it's just me and you. Obviously, it's not just you and Alice, because if it was like you said it was going to be, then this would not be an issue. You wouldn't be trying to bring anybody else in, but Alice tells her she should be with somebody who she can be herself with. It's not her. It's over, and I'm proud of her. I hope it really is over. I really don't want to see this relationship get back together at all. This could be the end of Nat and Alice, Alice and Nat, however you want to say it. I'm done. I am done with this relationship, you guys. You let me guys, like, let, let me know. Like, am I the only one, or do y'all feel the same, y'all? Do y'all feel the same? I really didn't like this relationship together, so I kind of hope that they don't get back together. So we get back to Gigi and Danny, they're in the car, and I guess Gigi is driving Danny home, and, you know, we see that Beck calls Gigi. Gigi straight up ignores the phone call. She deads the phone call, and that's when I was like, yeah, she's she's kind of over that. She's trying to see what this Danny thing does. <laughs> so they're driving up, and as they're driving up to the house, Danny's kind of like, thank you. This was a good night. It was unexpected, but I had a good time. Thank you. And as they're pulling up, you see, like, flashing lights, like, cop lights. And I think, I'm thinking at this point that they're getting pulled over. But no, we start seeing more and more lights. And you guys, it's cop cars all around Daddy Warbucks' mansion. And I told you guys, he done got himself into some shit. And we are going to find out what that shit is next episode. It ends off just like that. Like, straight up rolling up to the house. And Gigi's like, is this your father's house? And then he's like, yeah, and it's just nothing but cop cars. I said, mm-hmm, I knew it. I knew it. He was being too nice, you guys. He was being too nice. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope to see you guys later on. Like I said, I'm going to do more, more TV shows and more reviews are coming, you guys. So, like always, you guys, be safe, take care of yourself, take care of others, be kind to others, and I'll see you next time.